2: The voice of the Cardinals, Dan McLaughlin, is standing by. He joins us every Monday morning. Danny Mack, good to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. you guys? Everything's good. I was disappointed by yesterday, all that fun and frivolity, after the Cardinals had gotten the score to 5 nothing with three home runs in the fourth, and then uh, everything just kind of falls apart. And then we learn at the end of the game that Flaherty is dealing with a dead arm. It, it wound up a lot different than I thought it was going to wind up.
1: Oh, did it ever. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the way to put it is uh, I said it's one of the toughest losses of the year, and the way I looked at it was that, you know, number one, you're up 5 nothing. so let's talk about the team aspect of this. All the different guys that you had to use to cover the remaining innings after Flaherty went, went out, and then you get the news that Jack Flaherty's dealing with a dead arm, and I'm just not sure you can count on him, you know, the rest of the year at this point. It, now, if it's not a health issue and it's truly a dead arm, then that's something you got to fight through. Uh, pitchers deal with it all the time. If it's something more than that, then all of a sudden there's more pressure to go out and, and try to improve this club. And I, I said this during the game last night or yesterday. This is a good team. It's not a great team. It's, it's pretty good. And they're in a division that is very, very winnable. And so when you've got cornerstones like Arenado and Goldie, and Goldie to me is the MVP thus far of the league, um, you've got the, the historic aspect of Molina and Wainwright and, and Yachty, which is really cool and fun to watch. But then you also mix in this youth that they have. I mean, Brendan Donovan's got a chance to be the rookie of the year. You look at what's happening with a guy like Zach Thompson, who I thought pitched well yesterday. Oviedo maybe has found a home and a role. Uh, the back end of their bullpen when healthy is really good. Um, you know, this is the, this is the missing pieces is finding guys to, you know, right now in that rotation of Flaherty is out. So it, I don't know. I, I just think it's a good team and, and you got to do the best you can to improve it and give your chance, uh, give yourselves a chance to win the division and see what happens when you go into postseason play.
0: I'm with you, Dan. I keep saying to Randy, if not now, when? If they're not going to be aggressive at the trade, line, uh, trade deadline now, when? But what do you think is a more pressing concern for the Cardinals as the trade deadline does approach? Starting pitching help or bullpen help?
1: Um, I think maybe a little bit of both, uh, because, you know, right now, if if you're going to put Polante in the rotation, it's a massive hole that you leave in your, your bullpen. Now, can Thompson and Oviedo fill the role of Polante? Time will tell. So that eases maybe your pressure with that. Um, but if Jack Flaherty is out, yeah, I, I think the pressure is on to, to get yourself a starter and try to figure it out, because... You know, Libertor's fine. He's still developing. I would assume that that would be one of the options that they have. They've got Connor Thomas, who's more of a guy that probably would go, uh, I would assume, you know, maybe kind of like a packing-naught type. I'm not sure he's necessarily a guy that's going to give you a ton of innings at the top of a rotation or in your rotation, I should say. Um, Rondon pitched yesterday, which we saw him pitch against Pittsburgh and pitch well, but he got roughed up a little bit, I believe. So he, he's been hit and miss. You know, there's just not a... least right now maybe not a clear-cut guy to to throw in there and so it, it may be you know where they have to go out and try to 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 get somebody i i know they do not want to part with prospects and i get it and i you know they operate that way and it's proven to be a business but uh at some point they may have to who knows and to your point michelle it, I think the, the added wild card also keeps more teams in it. So are more teams going to say, hey, we have a chance to compete? We're not willing to give up some of the prospects, or I should say some of the assets that we have for prospects. Um, but there's teams out there willing to deal, I'm sure. It's just you got to get creative, and, and it's all about how much you want to deal. We'll see what they want to do.
2: All right, Dan. The Paul Goldschmidt is having the best Cardinal season for a hitter since. Is it, can we, do we go to Holiday? Do we go to holes? How long has it been since somebody's been this good offensively for the Cardinals?
1: Man, I, I was thinking of that yesterday, Randy. Is it Beltron? You know, he was awfully good. Is it Berkman that one year? He was awfully good. Um, but I don't think he was like this. Either one of those guys. I, I, I guess you'd have to go back to Albert. Probably 06 would be the year. Um, 06 was a, just an unbelievable year. And that first month, He was incredible, but remember, he got hurt. So, um, you know, Goldie hasn't been hurt, and the other aspect of Goldie that you saw yesterday was his defense and his smarts. And I said this during the game, too, yesterday. Gold Glovers are are physically gifted, obviously. Um, You don't become a Gold Glover without great hands or, or can run or the great arm, all those things. But, man, his smarts separate others in that position. And the play that he made yesterday in knowing the situation of who to get first on the tag or touching the bag is just a, you know, another example of how smart he is in understanding the game. Um, And he made a play on a, in foul territory off the bat of Patrick Wisdom with his back to the infield. That was a tremendous play. The ball that went off the bag, tremendous play. And he stays with it. So, he, uh, I was talking to Mo a couple weeks ago, I, I, you know, asking him just, like, what else is there about Goldie that we're missing? And he said it's not only his individual defense, and I, I think he's 100% right with this. It's what he's done for everybody else on that infield. How many runs he saves with a nice pick or understanding, you know, what the situation is, his throws to second on a double play. I mean, he's a calming influence over there because you know he's going to pick it, and so he's just been a tremendous, tremendous player, and the, the Cardinals are are very lucky to have him and and what he's been able to do and what he's able to provide.
2: And Dan, I look at this part of it too with Goldie and Bueno and Albert being back and Nolan Arenado. When we talk about going out and getting a veteran player. Especially a guy that might be a five and ten or have some protections, because those guys love it here so much. I, I would think other players will be more inclined to pick St. Louis over another place.
1: You know, if they, if they yeah. I, I mean, first of all, it's what are you going to pay me, and I don't yeah. care if you send me to you know whatever team you want to pick, but as long as I'm getting paid, that's number one, and then number two, it does become. Am I going to be competitive? And what's the atmosphere like? And sure, I, there's no doubt. I mean, that clubhouse with those kind of guys in there certainly makes it easier. And then I'd also say, let, let's see what these three nights nights look like attendance-wise. You know, I've talked to Goldie about this. He said one of the great things that he loves about being in St. Louis, and it's it's just, it's not, you know, cliche. It's not us being fans. It's the the facts is that you can have, you know, a Monday night in June, and you're going to draw, you know, a decent crowd. You're going to have people there watching you. And when you're playing the Cubs, you're going to have a packed stadium. You're going to have three sellouts in a row, and the fans are engaged, and the city is engaged. that That means something to players, especially guys that have been around for a long time, to where they get into an atmosphere and they're like, "Man, this is this is pretty cool. I like it, and uh, I, I'm enjoying it." So. To your point, Randy, I think all those factors do come into play if you're trying to get somebody, for sure.
0: Dan, there's a lot of star power on this team, a lot of really um, accomplished players, but I wonder how many people that tune in to you to watch a Cardinals game night in and night out are telling their friends, Brendan Donovan is my favorite player on this Cardinals team. It feels like every night, Dan, there's some call you make of Brendan Donovan having some sort of spectacular play that impacts the game.
1: I'd say he's one of them, and the other guy's Tommy Edmond. Yeah. So when, when people talk about this team, I mean, I've heard it from a lot of, lot of people that they say, you know, my, my favorite guy, you know, I love Albert. I love Yachty. love watching Leno every fifth day. Um, it's cool seeing what Goldie and Arnato are doing. They're, they're two of my favorites. But, man, I love watching Tommy Edmund. That's the guy that they talk about so much. And I do think that when I watch Donovan to an extent, he's kind of a throwback. You know, you, you can put him in any position and he's going to play well. And he's, he's drawing walks, which you love to see. He does little things properly. Um And so, yeah, I'm with you. He just seems to be the kind of player that people gravitate towards because they like watching, you know, smart baseball players and guys that perform and and he's been fun. I mean, he's kind of an outlier in the fact that there's going to be a regression to the mean. You would think at some point he's going to have some kind of, you know, stretch of, of not performing well at the plate, but it hasn't happened yet, and his ability to hit with two strikes is amazing. Um, his fact is, the fact is is that he'll he'll go deep into account, and maybe he's kind of an outlier of 2022, so we shouldn't see a regression as I say that just because of some of the things I just mentioned. He's not going to swing and miss a lot, puts the ball in play, um, and he can play him every, everywhere in the diamond. So he's a, he's a fun player to watch. I
2: love it. Dan, finally, what are you hearing about Yachty?
1: Um, I'm hearing that he's down in Puerto Rico. Uh, I would expect him to be back at some point, you know, my guess, just kind of taking it. And it's, this is completely a guess, but we'll see him in the second half at some point. Um, you know, we're, we're not that far away from the end of the first half guys. I was just looking at this, that our next road trip, I believe is the final road trip before, uh, the all-star break. So the all-star break is almost here. So I would assume we see him in the second half at some point And, uh, at that point, you know, we'll see how his health is, how the knees are, and, and go from there. But I, I do think we're going to see him before the season is over, play for the Cardinals, no doubt.
2: Danny Mack, looking forward to tonight. The Cardinals and the Marlins on Ballet Sports. We will be tuned in, and we always love talking to you. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. That is the great Dan McLaughlin on 101 ESPN.
0: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.